Yo, what's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 183 on e-commerce and the dawn of digital real estate. So I'm super excited to have this conversation. We got my guy, Will Rivera, in the building. Will, I'm so glad to have you. And for those who are not familiar with who Will is, I'm sure if you're in the right spaces, especially since we're talking about e-commerce, you know, Shopify, Amazon, if you've been doing some research into those things, I'm sure you've seen Will's ads somewhere on your Instagram or Facebook feed. I'm sure you've seen some of his videos pop off on TikTok. You've definitely seen him, right? You've definitely seen his face. And for those who are not familiar with who Will is and what he does, he's the founder of Ecom Degree University, also an Amazon wholesale and drop shipping guru, coach with over 10,000 students. And Will is, this is very interesting, right? Will went from a felon at 17 to a seven figure 23 year old and you know just from being consistent and we're going to be talking about some of the methods and practices that will did but well i want to pass the mic off for you and um you know let you tell our, our millionaires a little bit about what they can expect from today's episode and a little bit about where you started yeah for sure well first off i appreciate the intro that was the best intro i've ever gotten for sure and uh, i appreciate being here and uh, yeah, a little bit about me and, and what y'all are going to learn today is, you know, I started out five years ago, you know, working like fresh off of high school, working at an Amazon warehouse, you know, mm-hmm. making like $11 an hour, working from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. And what's crazy about that is not not only was I working from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m., but I had class at Georgia Gwinnett College from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I had like a very narrow gap of time where I had time to myself. So it was literally go to work wake up, go to school, and then from school, go to work. Mm. Um, didn't have a car at the time. Most of my check was going towards Uber to get to my warehouse job because it was like 30 minutes away from where I lived. And, you know, I was I was stuck there for a minute. And I, I found out about e-commerce and what we'll be talking today through ads, you know, through YouTube ads and Instagram ads and all that. And that's kind of how I was introduced into that world. Um, and, and I later got into Shopify dropshipping, which was the only business model that I could get into because... It's one of those business models where you don't need a lot of money to start, mm-hmm. which is why I love it. And that's why I teach it to, to most people that, you know, think capital is a problem because dropshipping allows you to sell a product before you even have to buy it. Um, so I got into that, did well there, and I later ventured off into Amazon. And, you know, I'll touch on all the specifics on that. So um, that's that's basically how I got to where I am today. And then, you know, basically through doing that, I got a lot of buzz where I was living in Gwinnett County, mm-hmm. started teaching my close friends how to do it. They started making a lot of money and the word spread because I was documenting all of this through through social media. And then, you know, it came to a moment in time where I was like, you know, I can't help every single one of these people one on one. So I dropped the program back in 2018 and now it's grown to over 10,000 students. And, you know, it's crazy the results we've gotten for people. Man, look at that. Talk about the power of online selling in, in the internet, right? As you said, you can't help every person one-on-one, but right. that digital product allow you to be in multiple places at one time. Um, and I was just highlighting that because we, we've said that numerous times on the on the podcast. Different guests have said the same things. You guys remember Ty Snively who said that uh, as well. So, Will, I'm glad to have you. I'm super excited about this conversation we about to have. Uh, and for our millionaires who are tapping in for the first time, welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the world's most trusted podcast for passion and attraction. And just keep in mind, you are in the right place if you are here joining us today for money-making tips and tricks on how you can live a more passionate life. So let's get into today's content, right? So, All right, millionaires, entrepreneurs, moguls, philanthropists, managers even, right? I wanna encourage you to purchase my book, Lead From The Front, because it is essential if you wanna learn how to be an effective leader, not just for others, but for yourself as well. Learning the tools or the importances, I should say, of accountability, discipline. We have so many resources and tools that are in the book to help you give better feedback, give more genuine feedback, you know, hold yourself to a higher standard and hold others to a higher standard without making them feel like you're the person that tells a lot, but doesn't lead by example. And that's what the whole purpose of the book is to lead from the front. So if you haven't already, go check out my book, Lead from the Front. You can find it on my website at www.kaispeaks.com. It'll be right there at the top. Right. So Let's start off, Will, with just, as you said, creating a digital course, uh, selling online, drop shipping, all this 
I like to call or as many would like to consider digital real estate. Right. How would you describe the era of digital real estate and its overall impact on the economy as we continue to transition into that that space? Right. Well, the the e-learn digital real estate or the e-learning industry, you know, mm-hmm. it's set to be a like a three hundred billion dollar industry by like twenty twenty five. So I mean the impact is there for sure. And I think we're in a time right now where, you know, people most people aren't leaning towards or, or we're getting to a, a bigger percentage of people that aren't leaning towards traditional education because they're realizing that they can learn from people, real people that are getting real results in the real world. Mm-hmm. And they only have to pay a fraction of what these big universities are charging. Mm-hmm. You know, also, there's studies that have gone out that say, you know, now 30 percent of people that use social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you know, they're actually lo- using it for learning purposes now. And that used to not be a thing. You know, people used to only use those apps for networking and uh, entertainment. Mm -hmm. But now they're actually used as, you know, people are going on here searching, you know, how to house hack or how to do e-commerce, how to how to get into real estate. So these platforms are becoming, you know, learning platforms and people are now able to essentially learn whatever they want to want to learn from people that they actually like without having to, you know, go to these universities and pay a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Only going to get bigger and bigger. So what advice would you give for those that are tapping in with us today, looking at, you know, some type of digital way to, you know, make money online? How can you speak to the urgency that should go into it and just kind of doing it in a wise way and not just jumping into the first trend that you see? Right. So, I mean, what I tell everyone is, there's really there's really like three steps to, to executing on anything. And, um, you know, the first step is is information. Right. So there's a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to really choose which one you want to dive into because you'll get lost in the sauce. Right. There's there's so many hustles out there. There's so many things that you can learn. So you really need to pick one and focus on that. For me, it was e-commerce. Um, another thing you need to do is you need to pick, you know, an instructor or a mentor, whatever you want to call it, because even though there there might be a hundred thousand different people teaching e-commerce, they all have different strategies. Right. And when I was trying to learn e-commerce, you know, I was on YouTube watching every single dropshipping video, and it just held me back because one dude would say something, another dude would say something else, and it's because everyone has a different strategy, everyone has a different way of doing things, and it's just going to confuse you if you try to learn from a lot of different people. So I would say just pick someone that has the results that you want, and just reverse engineer how they got there. And you can do that through through YouTube and, and following people on social media, buying courses, et cetera. Um, so, you know, that's what I recommend to people is just, you know, get the information and actually implement it. And then, you know, choose your mentor uh, wisely and don't try to learn from everybody. You really just focus on one person's strategy and execute on that. You know what? That, that's that's really good advice. And I'm glad you even mentioned that, Will, because when you since we talk about college too and, and you, how you started off, you know, with a busy schedule in college, you're given one professor, you're not given two, three professors with right. the same course. So I think that if people take that structure, especially if you're not going to go to college and you're not going to take, you know, that route and you're going to take the route of going through an individual or right. doing some type of self-help and things like that, take the structure of what a college could provide as far as, Okay, I'm going to use this person to teach me this. I'm going to use that person to teach me that, so forth and so on. Um, So speaking of your college experience and also your work experience, you mentioned not having a lot of time. How did you hack your mind to still be able to focus on this this new itch to do drop shipping while working and being in school? Right. So it's crazy because I actually just. I didn't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people say that they don't have the time to get into these these different uh, hustles or start a business. And you sometimes you just have to sacrifice something so you can have more time for that. Mm-hmm. And it takes that conviction of knowing that that thing is going to work for, for you to do that, for, me, for you to make that change, right? So for me, is I, I was working from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. And I was going to school from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I had no time really to, to study dropshipping. I was probably doing it for like an hour a day in, in the gap that I was home or in the gap that, I, that school was over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once I had that conviction in me, in me that I was like, you know what, this could work if I put more time into it. I had to drop something, you know, I had to either drop the Amazon job mm-hmm. or I had to drop school. Now, me, you know, I was never good at school. And I was never interested in going through the traditional education system. Right. So I just scratched school. You know, I went, I went to college for half a semester, dropped out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just keep my Amazon job 
And every single check that I get, I'm going to invest it into this dropshipping business, whether that's investing in coaching, mm -hmm. courses, education, or just doing the thing, right? Spending money on Facebook ads, spending money on testing products, things like that. And that's what I started doing. You know, I was working at Amazon. I, I dropped out of school. So now I just opened up a bunch more time to where right after work, all of my time was going into, you know, learning about dropshipping and, you know, watching courses and, and doing all this stuff for that business. Mm. So once I did that, you know, things really started to move forward. And it even got to a point where where I was like, you know what? Like, I actually I need more time than I have now. So I quit my Amazon job and I got a lower paying job. So I quit Amazon and I started working at L.A. Fitness. Mm. So instead of working from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. where I was low energy, like all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I got a job at LA Fitness where I was only working from like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Instead of getting paid $11 an hour, I was only getting paid eight, but I had more time. Mm. And to me, my time is worth more than $8 an hour or $11 an hour or even 100 mm -hmm. because I knew that if I put it all into this e-commerce business, one day it would click. Right. So got the LA Fitness job. I had way more time to get into e-commerce. And, you know, eventually one of the products that I tested, it was a, it was a distance bracelet. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a white beaded bracelet with one black bead mm. and then it's a black beaded bracelet with one white bead and basically you wear one and your significant other wears the other one and y'all like infinitely connected with these bracelets it's a product i would never buy but it was trending at the time right, right. so you know i started testing it first day i made a hundred dollars while i was at work right and then the next day 200 300 just started scaling up to the point where i was making a thousand dollars a day before i even got to a thousand dollars a day i quit my job and, you know, a lot of people would look at that and be like, you know, that's crazy. Why would you do that? You know, you're, that's a big risk. And it's because I only needed to make one dollar online for me to know that, OK, this works mm -hmm. because that was, you know, that's all that's all I need. I need that confirmation that this works. And once I got that confirmation, I went all in and I literally haven't worked a job since that L.A. Fitness job. That was back in 2017. Mm. So, OK, so, I mean, speak about like your circles and your family members at the time, did you get any like pushback, any type of doubt that um, that kind of hindered you from, or maybe you feel like it took you a little bit longer to make that transition because of those things? How, how was that experience? I'm, for me, I got lucky. So when I graduated from high school, my mom actually moved to Ohio. So mm. my mom moved to Ohio with my two little brothers and I was, so I started living with my cousin in his guest room at, at, at this house in Swanee. Um, so, real quick you know my mom she was always that traditional mom like go to school go to school go to mm -hmm. school so she moved away so I was telling her that I was going to school but I wasn't mm -hmm. so and and then I had no one really around me to to give me any negative energy because I was always kind of just isolated I was always doing things myself um when I wasn't making any money when I was working at Amazon though I knew it was it was important to have people around me that would motivate me and also meet people that were already doing the things that I wanted to do. Mm. So, you know, I was going to websites like meetup.com. I was going to websites, uh, I was going to like Facebook groups and stuff. And I started attending all of these networking events in Georgia. And I met a lot of people um, that, are, that are good friends to me right now through these events. And, you know, I encourage you guys that if you're watching this to attend networking events in your area, because, you know, it's not likely that you went to school or you had classes with people in the same mindset as you, right. especially if you're watching this podcast, right? Like your best friends, most of the time, especially if, if you if your friends are still the same friends you had in high school, they're your friends because you randomly got put in math class together. They're not your friends because you have the same values or the same goals or the same aspirations, which is why you need to put yourself in these rooms where you're actually being connected with like-minded individuals. So that was something that was big for me too. That's, that's a good point. Cause you think about it when the teacher used to say, oh, turn to your left, turn to your right. right. Most 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 likely you're not going to know this person after school or you you know, you might be friends with this person. It'll be a lifelong friend. But you most likely met that friend because y'all said some type of joke during that speech. <laughs> right. You guys played around or you guys helped each other out with homework. It was something that connected you. And as you just said, y'all are really only connected because of happenstance of being put in that same class. Right. Um, not because of the same goals. And, you know, and, and even in high school, your goals might tremendously change right. from high school to college and or maybe high school to trade, wherever the case may be. Right. Um, our goals are always changing for most people. Right. But, um, OK, that's pretty cool. So for you, Will, you mentioned the dropshipping and even with the trends, how did you even go about 
finding trends right. does that involve a, a lot of time spent on social media or you know doing the market research yeah so um so it's crazy so i actually learned how to turn my instagram into a tool that finds products for me mm. um 24 7 365 so and and i'll give you all that strategy right now basically you know instagram's the algorithm you know if you like cars and you go on instagram all you're going to see is cars if you like sports and you go on Instagram, you go to the Explore page, all you're going to see is like sports news, mm -hmm. et cetera. Like Instagram knows what you like. So I basically tricked Instagram into thinking that I liked all of these trendy and viral products. So and basically anyone can do that. So when you're on Instagram, anytime you see a drop shipping ad or like a product or a service, um, mainly like e-commerce products, like trendy viral products. Anytime you see an ad of one of those, you need to like it or you need to comment on on the ad. Um, and mm. we see these all the time, mm -hmm. but most of the time we just skip past them. But if you start engaging with them and maybe commenting things like, I want one or I'm going to order one or just bought one. And you start doing that over a period of time, Instagram will start tailoring and showing you all those ads because mm -hmm. they think that you're a customer. So, you know, I did that for like a month or two. And now every time that I go on Instagram and I scroll down, I don't I don't see like the types of ads that most people see. I literally just see e-commerce products, like wow. products that people are running. So it's like my Instagram is literally a product research tool. I can go on there right now, scroll down, and I could see a product that someone's running right now that could potentially be going viral. And ways that I can check that that product is working for that per person is literally just checking the comment section and seeing what people are commenting. If you're seeing people commenting like, I just ordered one, or where's my order? things like that, then you know that that product is being ordered. People are buying it. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that you can do is, let's say you see a product, uh, you see someone running ads for a product. For you to run ads, you have to have a Facebook page. Yeah. Um, that's, how, that's how Facebook does it. You have to have a Facebook page in order to run ads. So let's say I see a product on my Instagram feed. Um, someone's running a sponsored ad to a product. What I can do is I can go to facebook.com search up the name of that brand and it's always going to pop up in the top left i can go to their facebook page and if you scroll down there's something called page transparency and you can click on it and it's a law that facebook has where if you're running ads um you have uh, if you go to their facebook page it has to it has to show all of the active ads running mm. so like let's say i found a product on my instagram feed i went to their facebook page if i click on their page transparency it'll tell me if they're currently running ads or if they're not and if they are currently running ads, I can click on that and it'll show me all of the ads that they're running and the date that they started running them. Mm. So obviously, if I see an ad today, you know, today's like July 30th, right? Um, if I see an ad today and I go to their Facebook page and I go to their page transparency and I see that this ad has been running since December of last year, obviously that product is making that money, right? Because they're not going to run an ad from December all the way to July if it's not producing any type of revenue. Right. So that's, those are ways that we can find products that are going viral, that are working, that you can sell yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, if you if it's July, you see an ad in July, and then you go to Facebook and you see that they just put it out, you know, July 29th, right. then you're probably thinking, let me give it a little bit more time right. to check back in. Exactly. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So what if you could explain the difference between drop shipping and Amazon wholesale, and like the differences between because we had this conversation too, like one mm -hmm. being short term, the other one being long term, kind of help people understand the differences between the two. Uh, and if you had to do it all over again, which one you would start off with? Right. So the difference is drop shipping is the best business model for someone that may not have a lot of capital mm. or someone that is aspiring to build a brand maybe in the future. Because dropshipping allows you to get in the game with like a couple hundred bucks because the only money you need is the money for the marketing, the money for the ads. You don't need money for inventory because you're actually selling the product before you buy it. So let's say, for example, you know, I open up a, a Shopify account. Shopify has a 14 day free trial. After that, it's like $30 a month. Shopify allows you to build the website. Um, let's say I find a product that's going viral on Instagram using the strategy we just talked about. Let's say I found a makeup brush that's going viral, right? It's selling for 20. We can source it for $10 on AliExpress. I can list that makeup brush on my website for 20 and run ads to my website. And every time someone buys that makeup brush, that money, that $20 is directly deposited into my account the next business day. 
So then I can take that money and then order the product from my supplier for 10 and my supplier ships it directly to my customer. So I never touched the product. I never held any inventory and I never used any of my own money. I'm leveraging the customer's money first. And because of that, that allows anyone to get into the game because you don't need upfront inventory mm-hmm. like most traditional businesses where you need to buy, you know, 5K of product upfront and then you have to hope to sell it. Mm. That's why dropshipping is powerful. Right. And it's powerful if you're if you aspire to build a brand because you can start out dropshipping and then once you get traction and once you get that proof of concept that that product is selling, you can then private label it, brand it, and then, you know, actually get inventory and and lower your cost and then start a brand. A lot of brands have started like this. Gymshark started like this. Blendjet started like this, where at first they were drop shipping and they didn't have a brand name on the product. And then they saw that it was picking traction. They saw that, you know, people were actually buying it and they threw their brand name on it, bought inventory and they scaled to where now they're, they're you don't they don't drop ship anymore, but they started out drop shipping. Mm. So that makes a lot of sense. So it's a very so regardless even if you had to do it all over again you would start off drop shipping yeah yeah because like even if you're watching this and you want to start a clothing line right it might not make sense for you to order a thousand shirts in bulk with a design if you haven't got the proof of concept that people want to buy that design right so maybe start out drop shipping the shirts so you don't have to spend all that money on inventory and then maybe one day you run an ad and that ad goes viral or you shoot a video and that video goes viral and people are ordering like crazy, then you can send out an email and say, hey, you know, we're back ordered, you know, be patient. We're, we're, we're going to, you know, get inventory. And most people understand. And now you can order the product in bulk from mm. your supplier, lower your cost. And then moving forward, you have your own inventory because you have the proof of concept that that design is going to sell mm-hmm. if you put marketing behind it rather than just thinking off the gate that it's going to sell just because of your gut, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so. interesting. And you mentioned Shopify as the, the tool that is used to to complete this. Say you're a person that already started, you know, um, like a clothing brand or, you know, selling T-shirts. Would you say that Shopify would be, like if they had their own website, should right. they stop on their website and go to the Shopify website? How would How would that even work if it's already been started? I mean, yeah, I recommend everyone to use Shopify just because it's the most user-friendly for you and for the customer. Mm. So I definitely think your conversion rate's going to go up. And um, it's just real easy to see who all your customers are, you know, market to them. And, uh, yeah, Shopify's the number one e-commerce platform. So if you're using something like Wix, Squarespace, whatever, I would just recommend you just transfer over. Mm. Sure, yeah. It's going to be worth it in the long run. Now. Would you transfer the whole site or just the shop portion of the site? I would probably, I'd probably transfer the whole site. Mm. I okay. transfer the whole site. Yeah. Why and why? Why would you do that? Uh, just because, like I said, it's just, just more user friendly. Um, it's going to end up looking better anyways because the themes on Shopify are better. Most web design companies that you know that design websites, they're using Shopify to design the websites as well. Or they're using something like Webflow and then transferring it into Shopify because Shopify's backend and everything is, is just way more structured than all these other e-commerce platforms. Mm. Man, that make a lot of sense. So, damn, Will, you got me about to cancel that, that Wix account ASAP. <laughs> nah, yeah, you need to get on Shopify, to to Shopify, bro. Yeah, you could even just pay someone like on Fiverr or pay a web designer to transfer your, your old site into a, a Shopify. Okay. Yeah. Might need to do that then because I'm thinking about how much time that's <laughs> and I'm just like I think that's yeah. what scares a lot of people right, right. The, the investment of time right. but at the end of the day it's always an investment of one or two things either time or money right um so for for you matter of fact before we even get into that you had dropped a video talking about your ice framework right and that was a really good a really good concept that I wanted to kind of get our millionaires in front of to kind of better understand, you know, what that is. So if you could talk about what ice means in that framework and how you use that starting out, that'd that'd be awesome. Yeah. So the ice framework is basically how I learn anything, you know, anything that I'm trying to learn or anything that I'm trying to, uh, you know, capitalize on. I use the ice framework. So the I and ice stands for information. So let's say you wanted to get into the dropshipping business. The first thing you would need to do is gather the right information to get into the business. Basically, educate yourself, right? Because you can't start a business without the proper education or knowing what, what it is exactly that you need to do. Um, the next step is, it, the next letter is C, which stands for connect the dots. Once you have the information, 
you know, that's not going to be everything that you need to to go crazy. But you could find someone that's already been successful. You can find someone that's already seen success in whatever it is that you need that you that you want to do. And then you can connect the dots on how they got there. So basically reverse engineer where they are right now and where they started. And if you connect the dots, you can follow that same path to get to the same level that they're at. So, for example, with me, with dropshipping, I used to watch a lot of people that were already successful with dropshipping. And I would look at their stores. I would look at what they were selling. And I would kind of reverse engineer how they found found that product, what marketing they were doing, looking at all their ad creatives, why it's working, how it's working. And then that's how, you know, I started blowing up my stores and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the last step in the ICE framework, you know, E stands for execution. Mm. Because it doesn't matter about the information you have. It doesn't matter about all the steps that you've been able to map out by reverse engineering the process. If you fail to execute on all that, then, you know, you're going to be at a standstill. You're going to be at the the same place that you started. Right. Take action. Got to take action. I think a lot of us give ourselves analysis paralysis by staying in that information phase. Right. Trying to collect as much information as possible and then never actually act on it. And, man, I love how you even brought light to what the framework looks like because now even able to put that into what you mentioned about the Instagram. And, like, the information was seeing what you know, what items and products are trending. Then you right. got connected dots going back to the Facebook ad, <laughs> see yeah. how, you know, how long they've been running the ads kind of, and then execute. Yeah, and it's even, it's even deeper than that too, because you can see how long they ran the ad. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you're seeing the exact ad that they're running, the exact mm. picture, the exact video, the exact copywriting on the ad, you know, what they're saying. And you can reverse engineer all that as well. You know, you can make a similar video. You can make a similar picture. You can use similar copy in your ad and then just run the exact same play. What about colors? Because I know colors are very influential as well. Like right. certain colors make people make different decisions in different timing. Would you say that the colors is just as important in copying the colors too? or kind of? Yeah, I mean, about? so yeah, you can definitely look into like color psychology. Like, you know, yellow is like playful. Blue is like, you know, trustworthy. That's why mm-hmm. Facebook uses blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you can go deep on that. But what's worked for me is I just keep, like if I give you one gem right now that you can actually use and it's going to work is our buy now buttons are always green because people want to click on the buy now button. If it's green, you know, that's green means go. Mm-hmm. You don't want your buy now button to be red. Oh yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. <stop. laughs> right. Like, hold on, hold on. I'm making a mistake. <laughs> right. Yeah. So our buy now buttons are always green. And then usually we use like blue logos. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Blue logos, green buy now buttons. That makes a lot of sense. So would you say earlier on with the drop shipping, did you start off with the ads or like how did you push it? Like Right. Yeah, so I started out using influencers and using theme pages because I was scared to run Facebook ads. Like mm. Facebook ads always seemed like this complex machine and I was yeah. I was scared to even get into it or learn it at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do um, theme pages. Like, I'm going to just pay these pages that are in my niche to post my product or to post it to to their, you know. Mm. Like, for example, like, let's say you're selling a makeup brush. Um, there's going to be pages on Instagram that are called, like, makeup tips or or maybe there's a micro influencer that does makeup. You know, she doesn't have to have 100K, but maybe she has 30K. And you could pay her a hundred bucks to post your product, and then boom, you can make sales, right? Will you also send her a brush? You yeah, you could send her a brush, or you could literally just tell her to recommend your site or post your site. Mm. And uh, if you send them the product, and that's always best. But um, you know, there's various ways that you can do it. Mm. Interesting. So, I mean, because Facebook ads are very scary, right? I'm right. just trying to figure out, like, if if someone wants to move the fastest way but yet also the the smartest way possible right would you say that i mean because drop shipping they're saving a lot of money uh would you say that they should do it that way or should they kind of get familiar with the facebook ads and just skip that that middle person i think it depends on what you're selling so like for me when i was selling the bracelets the influencer marketing and the theme pages actually didn't work for me Mm. which forced me to get into facebook ads gotcha so you know i was trying to do the pages i was trying to pay these influencers and I was paying them and they were posting, but I wasn't getting sales. And, you know, it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I just got to face my fear of Facebook ads and just learn how to run these things. And I just ended up, you know, watching. I was watching this YouTuber at the time. And, you know, I just reached out to him. I asked him, like, yo, how much would you charge for, like, a one-hour call? I just need to learn Facebook ads. This is what I have going on. And, you know, 
he I paid for a coaching call. I think it was like a couple hundred dollars. And he literally taught me how to run Facebook ads. Mm. And that's how I got to my first $100 a day, $200 a day, eventually $1,000 a day with the strategy that he taught me. Mm. And yeah, it just depends on your product. Like I feel like if you have a clothing line, um, influencers probably work best for you in the beginning. Really? Man, I was, man, I'm literally, I'm glad you said it because in my head I'm thinking clothing line, you might want to go with the, the ads. So why would you think an influencer because maybe like, people seeing them wear it. I was more so thinking that an influencer would be less likely to wear yours if they can just create their own and wear their own. You got to find the right influencers. Okay. So uh, micro influencers, these are people with like less than 100K. So you're talking your influencers with 20K, 30K, 40K, 50K. They're also going to charge you a lot less. Sometimes they won't charge you any money. Sometimes you can just say, hey, look, this is my brand. This is my like mission. I'd love to send you a free shirt and I'd love for you to post it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have given me shirts and I've just posted it because they gave me the shirt for free. And I was mm. like, bet, I'm going to post it. Mm. Um, so you can do that. And that's a good route because you're getting free exposure that could lead to sales. But not only that, if the influencers are taking pictures with your shirts or they're taking videos, you can then use those pictures and videos to run Facebook ads with later. Mm. Because if you're giving your shirt to an influencer, the odds of you wearing your shirt and running ads and people knowing who that is are lower than if an influencer wears it and you run ads using the influencer as your, your ad creator, right? Gotcha, gotcha. So like there's a lot of brands where, you know, they might pay, they might pay a thousand, two thousand or three thousand dollars for an influencer to wear their shirt. But this influencer is a high caliber influencer, you know, someone that a lot of people may know. Mm -hmm. And then what they can do is they can take that image or video and run ads to people that know that person. So like, you know, these these big celebrities, they are literally interests in Facebook's like, Facebook has audiences around these celebrities. Mm. So like, let's say Chris Paul, for example, let's say Chris Paul wears your shirt. When you run Facebook ads, you can literally type Chris Paul and it'll be like five million people know this person mm. and you can target all those people. Mm. So what are the odds of someone clicking on that ad of Chris Paul wearing your shirt you know, rather than an ad of you wearing your shirt, right? Right. The click-through right. rate is going to be way higher. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I didn't even know that you can even type in a specific trending hot topic or person name right. in an ad and target those people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can get deep with the with the Facebook interests. And there's also another thing that you can do um, where, let's say, you pay a bunch of pages to post your shirt. Um, and a lot of times, these pages... Are these people that see your that see your shirt or see your ad or see the pages post your content, they won't follow you, but they'll go to your profile. You know, we do this all the time. Like we might see a funny video on a random page mm -hmm. and we might be like, yo, who is this cat? Like he's funny. We might look at his page, but we we might not follow him mm -hmm. at that point in time. Maybe something happens, like we're we're busy, we're just doing something, or we just don't feel like following at the time. Or you right? just want to binge. But watch. we just visit, we just visit the page, right? And watch a couple things. Every Instagram page has a pixel on it. So you can retarget anyone that's landed on your Instagram page in the last year, right? So, you know, I do this for my brand too, like for my e-com degree university mm -hmm. brand and for my personal brand, I pay big pages like World Star, Baller Alert. Um, I can't think of another page right now, but I pay like these big pages, like a couple thousand dollars to post me all the time. And a lot of times, you know, I might only get 3,000 to 5,000 followers from these posts, but I'll get 100,000 profile visits, mm. right? And then what I can now do is I can go into the Facebook ads manager and retarget all these people that have ever, ever visited my profile. Mm. And maybe they, they didn't follow me on that first take, on that first look, but now when they scroll on Instagram the next day, they're going to see an ad of me. And they're like, oh yeah, I remember seeing him on Baller Alert. Or I remember seeing him on Worldstar. And it's going to be a different piece of content than what they saw on Worldstar. So maybe that content converts them mm. and the other one didn't. It's like a follow-up. Right, like, right. Man, you just, <laughs> you saw me here, now you're going to see me in, in Instagram. So let's talk about Instagram boosting versus Facebook ads. Like, is there like a major difference? There's a major difference. Okay. You don't want to boost. You don't want to boost You don't want to boost. Boost is like the lazy way of running ads. It's so you beat. get a lot of like cheap traffic uh, uh, and you're, you can't be as precise when you boost. There's a lot of things you can't do. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do when you run it through your computer on the ads manager that you can't do when you boost. Mm. So you definitely want to run it through your computer and make sure that you got like the right settings and you're, you're targeting the right way. 
And I feel like Instagram was telling me that because you can't boost reels. Yeah. You can only boost posts. And for when I realized that, and that, that's how I even transition. I still don't understand Facebook like I want to, but right. I ran my first Facebook ad when I was trying to boost a reel. Right. And I couldn't. And I was like, well, shoot, let me just go to Facebook, upload right. the reel on there, and boost it that way. So the specifics on Facebook is just way more elite, and yeah. everybody should just and boost then like. Ads. You know, I'll give you some game to where, like, you, so you basically downloaded the reel, uploaded it on Facebook, and you ran it as an ad, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, what you could do is you can run, um, if you go on your Facebook ads manager, and as long as your Facebook page and your Instagram are connected, and they're linked to that ads manager, you can actually use what's called an existing post. Mm. Um, and you can, you know, go to all your existing, it'll show everything that you've posted on Instagram, everything that you've posted on Instagram. And let's say you posted that reel a week ago or you posted it today or a day ago. You can select that post and you can run that existing post as an ad. So now it'll take that post that you've already made that already has comments, already has likes, and it'll take that and run it as an ad. Mm. Instead of, you know, creating a whole new video, a whole new ad creative that has no engagement and then running it as an ad. Damn. Yeah. We had this conversation five months ago. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. All right. All right. So, man, so let me ask this, Will, because at this point you gave a lot of game and now people got to start acting and just like identifying, okay, what am I going to do with this information? Um, When it comes to EDU, uh, Ecom Degree University, what do you feel like are some action steps as a beginner that people can start to take before they come to you for help to kind of make the most use out of, you know, the information in the game that you'll be given in that course. Right. I mean, I would say just do some research, you know, do some research on dropshipping, do some research on Amazon wholesale. Um, And, you know, we do free workshops every Sunday. So before you commit to anything, attend one of the workshops, see if it's something that you'd be interested in doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We basically explain the whole dropshipping process and the Amazon wholesale process. And a lot of people have taken the free training and, you know, made money, you know, without even having to get into the program because, you know, I pride myself in these free trainings and they're a lot better than most paid courses out there. Mm -hmm. Just just the free workshops that we host on Sunday. And we didn't even touch on Amazon wholesale, but, uh, you know, that might be a better option for you too. You know, maybe if you're watching this and you do have like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars and you want to do something that's easier, I think Amazon is actually easier than than drop shipping for sure. Okay. So you're saying Amazon wholesale easier than drop shipping, just a little bit more costly. Right. What makes it easier and um I guess where are most of the expenses in right. the wholesaling? So Amazon is easier because it appeals to people like you. You say you don't want to run Facebook ads. Maybe you're not interested in learning it. So for Amazon, you don't have to do any marketing because you're selling on the number one e-commerce platform in the world. Over 50% of the U.S. population has an Amazon Prime account. Mm. It's a lot of Amazon Prime accounts right there. Right. So and the way that we sell on Amazon is a lot different than what these gurus teach, you know, on social media. So most people, they teach private label. They teach, you know, people how to get products from China, slap their brand on it and then sell it on Amazon. We don't do that. What we do is we partner up with big name brands. So I'm talking Sony, Logitech, Fiji, you know, brands that you see inside of a Walmart, Target, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We partner up with those brands. We open up wholesale accounts with them. We buy their products at wholesale price in bulk and we sell them for retail on Amazon. Now, Amazon moves fast. So you might buy a thousand units of Fiji water, right? Mm-hmm. And those a thousand units will move in a, in a day on Amazon. Because the volume on there is crazy. And there's actually um, tools that you can use. So, for example, one of the tools that we use is called Amazon Scout. Mm -hmm. If you go to their website, they have a free sales estimator. So let's say we wanted to sell, you know, one of these books back here or maybe that that deck that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Any, Any name brand product. If you search it up on Amazon and you scroll down under the product listing, there's something called a sales rank. And there's going to be a number. It's going to be like best sellers rank. And then there's going to be a number. It might be 46, 56, 1,000, 10,000, whatever. And then there's going to be a category. Category might be uh, beauty, cosmetics, uh, health and household, electronics, etc. And if you go into Amazon Scout, it's going to ask you for those two things. It's going to ask you for the sales rank, the number. And then it's going to ask you for the category. Every Amazon product has a sales rank and a category. If you type that into the tool, it'll tell you exactly what the monthly sales volume of that product is. So you know exactly if that product is selling or not. From your store or just all all, all of Amazon? Man. 
and the way that Amazon works is it's one listing for every item. So like there could be a thousand sellers that are selling one product, but there's only one listing for it. So for example, like if you're searching for, let's say you want to buy this mic, right? This Sure mic. Mm -hmm. If you go on Amazon and you type in Sure mic, there's not going to be a hundred listings. There's going to be one. And on that listing, there might be a hundred sellers selling that same product. But the way Amazon does it is they just rotate the buy box amongst all the sellers that are selling that same product. Mm. So if this mic is doing, a, let's say it's doing 10,000 units a month and there's two sellers, that means each seller is doing around 5,000 units a month. They share the sales wow. as long as they're selling for the same price and uh, they have similar shipping times. Wow. And the reason also why Amazon wholesale is a little, little easier is because let's say I opened up a wholesale account with Sure, If I buy 100 units of this mic, they're not shipping it to me. They're shipping it to Amazon's warehouse. And then every time that I get an order, Amazon is shipping it to my customer with mm. prime shipping. So, you know, a lot of times that we buy things on Amazon, we're actually not buying from Amazon and we're not buying from the company that we think we're buying from. We're buying from a third party seller like myself that has a wholesale account with that company. And then Amazon is just the, uh, the middleman. They're shipping it to you and they're taking a percentage mm. of the third party seller's profits. So would you say that there's a similar process on identifying which products you want to add to your Amazon wholesale account as you were with drop shipping? Yes. Yeah, so with Amazon, it's a little different because it's more so it's more so based on what products can you sell, right? Because it's a supplier game. Mm. So you have to be, you know, applying for these different suppliers, applying for the wholesale accounts. And then the ones that you do get approved for, uh, each supplier will have like a fat CSV file of a bunch of products that they sell. They might have like 10,000 products in their warehouse. So you got to see which products within those 10,000 that they have are actually profitable to sell on Amazon after Amazon fees. And um, you can use tools like there's a tool called Scan Unlimited. And it's a tool where you can take that CSV file and import it into this tool. And that tool will scan all those products in like 30 seconds and then tell you which ones are profitable and what the exact profit margin is. And then based on the ones that are profitable, you you would just tell your supplier, hey, I'm interested in these. Like, what's the MOQ for these? What's the minimum order quantity? And then you would just go on from there. Mm. Um, you can also just use the Amazon seller app. If you download the app, it comes with an in-app barcode scanner. And you can go to stores like Ross, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Ollie's, stores like that that have a bunch of like sales and, and clearance sales, things like that. And you can use the in-app bar barcode to scan products, like scan the barcode on products. And right there, the app will tell you, like, after Amazon fees, what the profit margin is on that product. And you might scan a product, and it might have a $20 profit margin, and there's 50 units of that product at that store. And then if you ask the employee, hey, do you have more of these on the, in the back? They might have 1,000 in the back, and you might have just ran up a bag right there if you buy all of those products and sell them on Amazon. Because if you know the sales volume, too, by using Amazon Scout, you now have the knowledge to know that, OK, if I buy all these products right now, they're going to sell within the next seven days. Hmm. So, damn, that's crazy. So we got drop shipping, Amazon wholesale, drop shipping being the cheaper one to run. Right. Amazon being the, the one that you can run without having to spend money on ads. Right. But you just need money to, to need front money the product. To, to front the products. Yeah. So as far as the learning curve and which can get somebody on the marketplace the soonest, which one do you think is that is? I think um, dropshipping, you can start the soonest because you can literally make a Shopify account today and run a Facebook ad today and possibly make a sale today. Hmm. Um, Amazon, you know, they're, they're a little more strict to where if you apply for an Amazon seller account today, it might take two weeks to get approved. Gotcha. Or it might even take a month to get approved. But I will say, like most of our stu like most of our students, they've gotten results on Amazon within 24 hours or 48 hours. Once they get their Amazon seller account approved, they're they're making sales like almost instantly. And is that because you guys do some type of like vouching for them, or like it's just because um, you know we just have a bulletproof process where it's like we tell people like, look, you know, once your seller account gets approved. Here are suppliers that you can use to to open up a wholesale account with. Or if you want to go the route of going to stores, I guarantee you if you're going to a store every single day and you're scanning at least 20 to 25 products a day, you're going to find at least one that's profitable to sell on Amazon. 
And if you list it while you're at the store, it's going to sell, you know, within a day or two. Right. So people are literally getting sales, you know, as soon as they get their Amazon account approved, they're getting sales within like 24 hours. Because it's Amazon. <laughs> people going to go on Amazon yeah. with or without you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, man. So, well, we getting ready to wrap some things up. You gave some immense game that I know our millionaires probably like, they either, they got some decisions <laughs> to make. We, we got some decisions to make. And I'm sure when we break these things down in the reels, you're going to re-see these and it's going to help you even more with those decisions. But uh, as we breaking things down, I, I do want to talk about like the mindset and get into like how to just organize yourself as a person to be able to avoid making these, you know, procrastination mistakes and things like that. Right. You talked about, you know, and we kind of have a, a similar morning routine, I feel like, as well, because we, we got the same workout routine. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. So what what does your morning routine look like and your night routine look like? And how essential is it for you to be able to stay on top of, you know, yeah. everything that we've been pretty much been talking about? Like? Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie, bro. These workouts have been kicking my ass. <laughs> like most times I just work out. I go home and I sleep for like six hours. But before that, I did have a routine. Now mm -hmm. I'm adjusting. Mm -hmm. But um, there there are things that I do every single day, though, non-negotiable, mm -hmm. that, that have helped for sure. And one of the things I got from one of my mentors, Neo, Nehemiah Davis, if any of you guys watching know him. And it's just the, the power of delegating in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. So I have, I have a team, you know, I have a staff. And basically one of the things that I do is I wake up <clears throat> and I immediately delegate like 20 tasks. So even if I go on with my day and I do nothing or I go to sleep, whatever, 20 things are getting done regardless, whether that's, you know, posts being scheduled, um, emails being sent out for a new promotion, new offer, whatever, products being tested, products being researched, 20 things are getting done regardless. So the needle is always getting pushed forward. Mm. Another thing that I do is every night I plan the day ahead of me because I don't like waking up and trying to figure out what it is that I need to do, mm. you know, because that itself, you know, a lot of us, you know, we only have a certain amount of energy every single day and we waste half of that energy just trying to figure out what it is that we need to do. Mm -hmm. So if you do that the night before and you just write down, you'll look, these are the top three things that I need to do tomorrow to move my business forward, move my life forward. Like these are the non-negotiables. As soon as you wake up, you don't even have to think about what you're going to do that day. You just wake up, you look at what you wrote down, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I need to do. And then you can get right on that. Mm. And I also like using Google Calendar, too, yeah. just to time block. Right. You know, I might time block 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. for workout. So I know, OK, between those times I'm working out mm -hmm. and then I might time block 11 to 2 p.m. deep work on the task that I wrote the night before. So now I know, okay, between 11 to two, if my homies hit me up or if anything happens, like I'm not doing anything between 11 to two because I have I have that date with myself on the task that I set the night before mm -hmm. that I know for a fact I need to complete. Mm. And then I might also have other things throughout the day, like meetings, like a podcast like this may be. So I time block that as well. And then Google Calendar does those reminders to your phone. So like I always know like, yeah. oh, okay, this is what I'm about to do. Yeah, I, I'm definitely heavy on the Google Calendar right. and making sure those reminders are turned on so that you can stay on right. top of that. And I love to hear that you even schedule time, a date with yourself. Right. Because if you don't, you know, you can drive yeah. yourself crazy if you're right. always moving. And you, yeah, you need to definitely set time to just think. You know, a lot of my my business has grown a lot because I think a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people don't don't really understand that. They think that they're always thinking. But I'm talking about like you need to set time aside to like really just sit down with yourself and like plot your next move mm. or just really think about the situation that you're in right now and how to how to get to the next level. Right. So, so I do a lot of that. So that's like the reflective thinking where right. most people are only doing situational thinking. Right. They're only thinking they're, about what they're currently doing or what they have to they're do. They're thinking on the go. Yeah. Like fast, like making fast decisions and things like that. So, you know, I like to take time to just sit down have a piece of paper out my journal, whatever, and just really map out like, okay, look, this is what we've done. This is where we're at. This is why we're here. Um, and this is how we're going to get, like how we're going to move forward. This is why we're here. And this is what we're doing this for, man. I love it. 
Hey, Will, it's been a pleasure, man. We getting ready to wrap things up. But before I let you go, right, I got to gotta transition into our rapid fire round, right? Okay. So I got five questions. You saw the deck here, pod decks. It's just five random questions that I bet. have nothing to do with what we were just talking <laughs> about, right? So it's just a good way to lighten the mood, have some fun, uh, be brief, be brilliant, but most importantly, have fun, like I said. So right. you could give us an answer with one word or one sentence. That's par- That's perfect. Okay. All right. So first one. We ain't even gonna use that one. What's your favorite gadget right now? Gadget? Yes, sir. iPad Pro. iPad Pro. I'm sure that's what you like. Do all your sales with or do uh I do like that's actually what I use to list out the tasks that I'm doing the next day. Mm-hmm. Like I have a planner, mm-hmm. it's a digital planner, and I use the Apple mm-hmm. pencil. And I use that as like my agenda. What's the, what's the name of the digital plan? Is it like an app or something? It's uh, it's uh, the app is Good Notes. That's the one that you use to to have the planner on there. But you can go to Etsy or Amazon and buy a bunch of different digital planners, and you can import it into the app. But um, if you want the exact one that I use, I can send it to you. I don't know the exact one off yeah. the top of my head, but hey, I got you. That sounds like something I need. I need <laughs> yeah. that ASAP. Okay, yeah. man, just put me on some game. Good Notes number two. If you had to teach a class on one thing. <laughs> One thing, what would you teach? Yeah, when you think about success, what comes to mind and why? I would say when I think about success, I think about someone that that uh, took a risk that most people wouldn't take and someone that overcame overcame the uh, you know major adversity because success is literally just someone seeing the other side of risk. When most people just see the risk. Just see the risk, but seeing past that risk. Right. So risk is that big, giant wall. Right. And success is climbing the wall. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. Number three, who is your favorite hero of fiction? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Like that one. Like that one. If you were to die tomorrow, what little thing would you regret not doing? If I were to die tomorrow, I'd probably regret uh, not setting my goals higher. Mm. 10x in there or 20x in Probably 20x in <laughs> Do you feel like you 10x your goals now? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I feel like as an entrepreneur, you're always going to feel like, you know, you're short mm-hmm. on what you're capable of. Mm. So, and Grant Cardone talked about that a lot, you mm-hmm. know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, here we go. The last one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice I've ever been given is that sometimes we're not one gem away, we're one person away. Mm. So, you know, a lot of times I attend these masterminds and these conferences, not even knowing what the topic of the mastermind is or the conferences. And I'm talking paid ones too, like paid ones where I'm paying 5000 to go and I don't even know what they're talking about. And it's because I don't care. I know that the people that are going to be in that room paid that 5k to be there and they're like-minded individuals like myself. And mm-hmm. those might be people that I can connect with, be friends with and might be able to take my business uh, forward. So. Come on now. That's great advice. Because that's like literally the law of attraction. Right. And it's like you get what you give. Right. You 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 gave that 5,000 or whatever number it is. So you can only expect that a certain caliber of person right. is going to be in that room with you. Yeah, literally like last week, you, um, my boy Neil threw an event. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what the event was on. But I texted my boy Pat. He's on, He's one of the closers on my team. And I was like, yo, we're going to this event. And I was like, buy VIP. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, but we're going VIP. We pulled up and we made crazy connections and it was a dope time. But I didn't even know. Yeah, we didn't even know what the topic was. Mm. And most times we don't. But we just care about the caliber of people that are going. Mm. Especially if it especially if it's the if you're investing in the person that you've already been kind of looking at their content right. and, and right. doing the things that you mentioned earlier, like just following they, you know, their teachings and you like, oh, this person's dope. It don't matter what they're talking about. Just pay yeah. to get in the room. Yeah, because I know other dope people are going to be there because that's, you know, you attract the type of person that you are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, I got three more questions for you or really just two more questions as we wrapping things up. This la- this this next question, I really love to ask all our guests when we get on the show. And uh, it's the red pill, blue pill. Right. You've seen you've seen the Matrix, right? Right. So, you know, Neo had to take that red pill or that blue pill. So I want you to give our millionaires some type of red pill, blue pill scenario that makes them make a decision, right? If you can give us one of those situations, what does it look like? Red pill or blue pill. So um, I'd say the red pill is, you know, you take it and you live a comfortable life, never have to take no risk. Um, 
you live comfortably, you know, you live, you live a modest life, right? Or the blue pill is the pill of, of the unknown, right? The, the pill of risk. And that's the pill where you can get to your, your utmost potential, your top potential. But it's not guaranteed. But if you take it, you know, you might end up where you, where you were meant to be, you know, your top version of yourself. Which one would you take? Me, I'm a risk taker. I'm taking the blue every time because I can't live a life of regret and looking back and realizing what I could have been. But I didn't have the balls enough to do the things that that mm-hmm. had to be done to be that type of person. And risk was that blue pill. Yeah. I think I would take that blue pill, too. Just because, I mean, on the podcast, we're talking about helping people get out of the mundane life. Right. And everything you said about that red pill sounds mundane, even though you're comfortable yeah. doing the same things all the time. And people take that red pill every day. Mm-hmm. Every single day when they make <laughs> yeah. a decision to sleep in past nine thirty, right. ten o'clock. And it's because it's comfortable. You know, it's routine. It's like a multivitamin. Mm. Mm. That's it. That's <laughs> a multivitamin. That's a good one. So, Will, we getting ready to head out of here. You getting ready to walk back to your car and you just happen to stumble across the 18 year old, like mirrored reflection of yourself. What, what right. advice would you give that 18 year old? I'd say set your goals higher. You're not thinking big enough. Because mm. I literally have that talk with myself probably like every three months. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're always not thinking as big as we should be. And, and a lot of times if you set your goals big enough, even if you land short, you're going to land higher than what you were thinking at previously. Mm. <clears throat> set the goal higher. You're not aiming big yeah. enough. Oh, and I would, I would also probably tell them to... Um, Make that investment. I feel like we're always thinking of invest of an investment that we should make, mm-hmm. and we always set it off. Like you know what, um, I'm not going to make that investment. I'll I'll wait until I have this much money, and then I'll make it. Or I'll wait until I'm at this point in life, and then I'll make it. I feel like we always have that feeling. A lot mm-hmm. of us, especially if we're like, you know, we're always trying to prosper, we're always trying to level up. Mm-hmm. I would tell them, yo, make that investment. You know, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking. Whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, just do it. Because you know, we it's weird. You know, a lot of times. We might want to join a mastermind or we might, we might want to make an investment to take us to the next level. And we're telling ourselves in our head that we're going to wait until we get to that next level to make the investment. When, in fact, making the investment is what's going to take us to the next level. Mm. Right. Not using not using the next level to pay for the investment, but make the investment to, to get, get to, to the, the next, next level. level. Yeah. I love it. That's that's great advice for Everybody listen. It don't matter if you're 18, 25, <laughs> 45, 55. Like, that's just great. And just don't procrastinate. Just right. do it. Okay. Right. So, man, Will, um, you got your – today's Saturday. You said you do trainings every Sunday. Um, I want to give you really this space to use it as, you know, plug yourself into our guests right. where they can connect with you. Uh, tell us a little bit more about those trainings. For sure. A little bit more about EDU. Now it's the time to, you know, plug yourself in. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, if you're watching this and you want to learn how to make money online, whether that's Shopify dropshipping or Amazon Wholesale, I host a free training every single Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, the link to that is www.ecomdegreeworkshop.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Will Change Lives. And the link to that is in my bio. Um, again, these trainings are completely free. And I've been doing them for like over a year now. And the results we've been getting are insane. So on that training, I break down exactly how to use TikTok, which is the number one platform right now. Um, how to use TikTok to find viral products and how to list those products on your Shopify store to make over six figures just selling one product. I also talk about how to make ad creatives, you know, even if you don't have any tech skills, experience whatsoever, how to make ad creatives to get thousands of people to your online store. And then the last thing I talk about on that training is how to open up wholesale accounts with big name brands and then sell those products on Amazon. So, again, these are all things that changed my life and have helped me help thousands of people. So if you're interested in learning how to do that, then I want to see you on Sunday. Absolutely. You're going to see me on Sunday. I'm going to be on there. Because sure. I'm already setting my to-dos in my head. Right. As soon as we're done here, I'm writing them down. And I'm definitely making that transition uh, over to Shopify. So, man, it's been amazing having you on the show, Will. To our millionaires that are tapping in, it's amazing having you on the show as well. Week in and week out, you guys are the reasons why the podcast and the platform is just growing to a place where it is. And how we're even able to have the amazing conversations we're having by me just listening to what you guys are looking for, right? I'm able to see what you guys are engaging with me on. I'm, I'm getting the DMs. You guys are literally telling me what you enjoy, and I'm doing my best to bring that content to you. So I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show as well, week in, week out. And if you are really, really 
honed in to what we just talked about today and it related to you and you know you want to make those next steps i mean will if we got you know some millionaires that are that are just trying to skip the bs and just tap in with edu do we have like some type of community code that we can provide to the millionaire community out there yeah let's use code millionaire so i've never done this before on a podcast but cue's my boy so what we can do is uh we'll do 50 percent off with the millionaire code mm. um i'll give you the link and uh yeah if you guys are ready to just get started um we do one hour weekly calls too inside of the community and you'll get the step-by-step program on both amazon and shopify dropshipping. you can use code millionaire and you'll get 50 percent off the program First of all, that's that's a first in millionaire community. My man will just bless y'all with fifty percent off. Like, if, if you just watch this whole episode, you sat through this whole episode, and you don't take advantage of that opportunity, you got to ask yourself: Do I really want to get to where I'm trying to be, or am I just talking about it? Because that's an a, extreme incentive, Will. So I appreciate you for just dropping the game. You know, not only just for this last hour of joining me, but just that that yeah, gift no, right there no is, problem, is amazing. I'm really just trying to see who's serious, not curious. You feel that, me? And I wanted to do it for your community. Serious, not curious. I love that. I'm gonna start using that when we do our, uh, <laughs> our motivational ciphers. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So hey, Will, it's been a pleasure having you uh, for our millionaires. I'm our I'm your guy, Kai Speaks. You just heard from Will Rivera on e-commerce and the dawn of digital real estate. Just remember to keep focused, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace.